Welcome to Black at Square One. There is a Christian story in the Bible told of a man named Job. Job is a wealthy man who lives with his large family and extensive flocks. He's blameless and upright, and he's always careful to avoid doing evil. One day, Satan appears before God in heaven. God boasts to Satan about Job's goodness, but Satan argues that Job is only good because God has blessed him abundantly. Satan challenges God that if given permission to punish Job, Job will turn and curse God. God then allows Satan to torment Job to test this bold claim, but he forbids Satan to take Job's life in the process. In the course of one day, Job receives four messages, each bearing separate news that his livestock, servants, and ten children have all died due to marauding invaders or natural catastrophes. Job tears his clothes and shaves his head in mourning, but he still blesses God in his prayers. Satan appears in heaven again, and God grants him another chance to test Job. This time, Job is afflicted with horrible skin sores. His wife encourages him to curse God and to give up and die, but Job refuses, struggling to accept his circumstances. How did Job do it? How did Job still manage to trust God after he lost his livestock, his family, his home, and everything he owned? There are many beliefs and I'm not going to discredit any of them or say that they're wrong, but I sincerely believe that the reason that Job was able to withstand all this pain and sadness was because he understood that life doesn't really fall apart, it just falls into place. Life can be very difficult and very painful, and oftentimes we find ourselves running from one bad situation or circumstance right into the waiting jaws of another. And it's when we are gripped by this uncontrollable fear and unquenching panic that we realize that our life is at the mercy of an uncontrollable fate. Everything is falling apart and there is absolutely nothing we can do about it. So what do you do when you find yourself in a situation where your life is absolutely turned upside down and there's nothing that you can do about it? Well first, it's helpful to remember that things are always changing all the time. Night turns into day, bad fortune turns into good fortune, a curse can turn into a blessing. Things are always changing and evolving. So perhaps it's safe to say that life doesn't really fall apart, it just might be falling into place. The first thing to understand when going through situations like these is that the situation is not what determines your mood. Your perspective on the situation is what determines your mood. The reason Job was able to praise God and give thanks even though he was terribly afflicted is because he was not looking at what he didn't have but what he did have which was life. It can oftentimes be very difficult to look at life from this perspective because we live in a society that puts emphasis on having in excess and not having what we need. In the belief system of Buddhism, there's something called the eight worldly winds. The eight worldly winds are gain, loss, pleasure, pain, praise, censure, 
status, and disgrace. Most of us in life find our moods being dictated by one or many of these worldly winds. When we experience pleasure, we are happy, but when we experience disgrace, we are depressed. When we experience gain, we feel fulfilled, but when we experience loss, we feel empty. Now the problem with the eight worldly winds is the relationship that it would force us to have with external things that are out of our control. It's not ever a good or healthy thing to let external things that we can't control dictate our moods and emotions, especially when these things happen to us without our say. So when our happiness depends on external things that we cannot control or the eight worldly whims, we are in a very unreliable position. The beauty in the story of Job is that although Job was going through intense and excruciating pain, he did not let that pain turn into suffering. Unfortunately, most people don't understand the difference between pain and suffering, so they unknowingly practice both and cause themselves much needed stress, worry, anger, and frustration. The difference between pain and suffering is very straightforward. Pain is all the things I can't necessarily control about life. Illness, old age, construction work on my block, the snow guy in line in front of me at the grocery store. Suffering, on the other hand, is optional. Suffering is the tension I create around the pain, lamenting that I have the flu, hating my gray hair, complaining incessantly about the noise of the jack camera outside my apartment window. The difference between pain and suffering as outlined before is that pain encompasses things that I cannot control. So illness, old age, construction work on my block, the slow guy in line in front of me at the grocery store, those are all things that I'm a victim of, all things that happen to me outside of the realm of my control. The examples, that, the examples that I gave of suffering, on the other hand, is lamenting that I have the flu, hating my gray hair, complaining incessantly about the noise of the drag camera outside my apartment window. These are all things that I do to myself. There's a saying in meditation that says, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. Of course, intellectually, we know that we all get sick, everyone gets old, roads need repair, and even though I was stuck behind someone at the grocery store, I wasn't late for anything that day. But intuitively, emotionally, it's a different story, because suffering, that tension that we create around the pain, arrives unconsciously, sometimes instinctively. There's a simple equation that expresses this. Pain times resistance equals suffering. When we push pain away, we expend our energy in resisting things that we cannot control. I prefer not to have jackhammering all morning while I'm trying to do work, but creating tension around it is not going to change the city's construction schedule. It's not, need, it's not that I need to convince myself that the noise is pleasant, it's probably not, but I can't make it stop either. If I resist the noise with complaints and exasperated sighs every few minutes, I'm simply increasing my discomfort. If something is unpleasant, can I just let it be that way? I don't need to push it away. If I just notice it, maybe that noise is just, well, sound. And that's it, a loud sound, a very loud sound. I can feel that and not make a whole story about the inefficiencies of City Hall. Unfortunately, this is much easier said than done.
Because most of us have spent our whole lives complaining about things that are completely out of our control, when it comes to accepting reality and not complaining and turning our pain into suffering, it is very, very difficult. Something that I'm sure all of us have experienced is being late somewhere, whether it be to school, to a function, to a party, we all hate being late. For some odd reason though, when we're in the car on the way there, 10 minutes behind schedule, we complain, we get upset, we throw road rage, we just lose it because we're upset that we're late. That's a perfect example of pain turning into suffering. Pain is being late to the party. Suffering is throwing road rage and throwing a fit that you're not on time. Is getting upset at the fact that you're late going to change the situation? Not at all. So you're only increasing your own discomfort and making the situation worse for yourself. That simple fact is why Job was able to remain calm and collected in the face of extreme adversity. He understood that nothing he did would change the situation. All he could do was accept the situation and change his outlook on the situation to try and make the situation better and more bearable for himself. Things are always changing and the future is almost always certain not to look exactly like our present. The issue arises, however, because most people are afraid of what they don't know. And because people do not know what the future holds, they are afraid of it. The eight worldly winds are always blowing and we are not sure whether it will bring us extreme fortune or extreme depravity next in life. There was once an eastern king who was greatly afflicted because his mood and his temper was decided based on how well his kingdom was doing. So when his kingdom was flourishing and going through good times, the eastern king would be very happy and joyful because his kingdom was doing well. But when his kingdom was not doing well, when his kingdom was afflicted, when his kingdom was under famine or siege, he would become extremely depressed and sad because his kingdom was not doing well. In order to help him, he called upon a sage and he asked the sage to give him advice that would help him remain humble in every situation. The sage then gave the king a ring and inscribed on the ring were the words, this too shall pass. The ring served as a reminder to the king of the nature of life. And so where times were good, the king was constantly preparing for bad times to come. And when bad times fell upon his kingdom, the king was always reminded that good times were coming again. Unfortunately, however, the power of change is often underestimated, as more often than not, we don't have the ability to see past our current terrible circumstances into the possibilities of the future. When we are stuck in our current perception of a certain situation, it's very difficult to see how the future may play out. People in despair often believe that their despair is never ending as they don't have the ability to see past their current situation and they cannot yet see the light at the end of the tunnel. They are stuck in the present moment without taking into consideration that change is happening in the background of their life. They just can't see it yet. This means that the reality that we so heavily base our perceptions on is always shifting, which means that what we perceive as life falling apart just might be our life falling into place. Oftentimes, the future plays out in ways that we never would have expected. As a matter of fact, the future, more often than not, ends up being downright surprising. 
This happened to Job, where at the end of the story, Job is confronted by God who tells him to stand strong and keep the faith, whereas after, God replaces everything Job lost in even more than what he had originally. At the end of the story, although Job did lose his children, his house, his servants, his possessions, and all his livestock, and although he did gain it back, Job was left with an indelible mark on his life, reminding him that he is not in control. This is such an amazing story because oftentimes we live life as if we control what happens next, and when things go quote unquote wrong, it's something that we should have foreseen. We look at things that happen to other people, people who lose their homes or people who lose their jobs, people who are victims and people who are subject to some of the worst things we could possibly imagine. And we tell ourselves that that could never happen to us because we are in control and we control our lives and we feed ourselves these constant lies. So eventually when things do go wrong and undoubtedly when things go the ways we didn't expect we cause ourselves all this unneeded suffering because our life is going against the plan that we had for it unfortunately our plans for life don't really matter because life unfolds in the way that it was meant to unfold i believe in god and i believe that god has a preordained and predestined plan for each and every one of our lives and whether or not we follow that plan is up to each and every one of us that doesn't change the fact that things will happen to each and every one of us in life, whether it be pain, happiness, joy, sadness, humiliation, or upliftment, all of these things will happen to each and every one of us in a different way in different stages of our life. What changes the situation is not us because we cannot change the situation, but our perception on how the situation is unfolding before our very eyes. We can either choose to lament and cry and whine and complain, or we can praise God in the storm and thank him for the little things that we still do have left.